Hello and welcome to Voice Notes, everyday conversation between two businesswomen. I'm Ali Hart. And I'm Claire Kelly. And we are communicating to you about everyday things that matter. Uh, we like to use Voice Notes and that's how we like to communicate to you. We do use Voice Notes. A hell of a Often. <laughs> Good morning, Claire. How are you? I'm good. I love how you say that as if we haven't been chatting all morning already. Well, you know, I like <laughs> to keep it fresh. <laughs> That's it. As, as if we're just casually bumping into each other. I, I'm very well this morning. Beautiful, snowy morning here in Scotland. Um, we've still got three inches. It looks gorgeous. Um, it looked less gorgeous when I was chatting to you earlier and I slammed on my backside oh, yeah. in front of a she looked, you know, God love her. She looked more concerned for me than um, I expected her to. And that's when I realized I probably got quite old. You know that <laughs> thing where they say when people like, are concerned when you fall rather than laugh. Yes. So, um, so yes. So that's how my morning's gone so far. Really. Well, yeah. Well, I was thinking about voice notes there and how I had a rough, I, don't, I can't say rough because people have newborns, but our third born is mm. ugh, wetting the bed. So, I don't know. He he is now into the what do you call those uh, nappy pants at night, which I never use with any oh, of them. Yeah. yeah, the the glamour, and he's just really. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Whether he's growing, whether it's changed, but he was in at three, and he demands a lot of space. And because we're lazy parents, by the third child, he just let that happen. And then <laughs> at five, and um, my oldest boy was in. He had a really bad nightmare, which he never has. So he was really shaken up. So he was in. And it was all beautiful for a minute. I thought, this is so lovely. I've got one holding one hand and one holding the other. My neck's a bit sore, but that's okay. And then they just started fighting. It was like cats in a bag. So I got up at six and went to the gym. And yeah, I had a voice note from you about seven (laughs) o'clock. Possibly quite late for us, in fairness. Yeah, yeah, a nice voice note just to... I don't even remember what it was about. I'm sure it was about work, but I'm sure it was very important as people who have been looking at our Instagram feed will see that little meme meme that, uh, you know, why say in one word you can say in 49 words? 49. It, I think it's just because we have so many brilliant words <laughs> to, to get out, as I'm sure our listeners would agree. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about fitness and um, our fitness journeys. I hate the word journey, but it's the word we all it's have to accept. It's factor word, um, isn't it? It's all about the journey. It is. I feel like I need to cry and tell you something sad that's happened. Um, I probably could do, actually. I won't. <laughs> um, but yeah, talk about fitness and why it's, it is so important to myself and to Ali. Um, because it is really a massive part of our lives. And, it's how we met. Um, certainly for well, this is it, yeah. God, there'd be no Ali and Claire if it wasn't for for exercise. I love that that wasn't even on um, that's That says, well, there we go. That's how long this has been going on. <laughs> Claire <laughs> featured so, on my wellbeing yeah. blog. Yeah, I'm an artist first and foremost, but I have a fitness and wellbeing blog Um, if you're new to me and my work. And I, Claire and I met through the beautiful Instagram. We're one of great, greatest love stories. And... Claire wrote a beautiful blog post about her marathon running on my fitness and well-being and people were like why do you have a fitness and well-being blog but it is an extension of my creativity and it's also as we'll talk about today very important to me 
yeah it's just a massive part of, of who you are and um likewise for me I mean the the blog I wrote about and people who've listened before and did all the the marathons for charity and the it was part of my 12 marathons in 12 months and obviously that progressed um and that I suppose if we're going to start talking about fitness journeys that was probably where I was sort of reaching the peak of what I wanted to do with okay. um my achievements in terms of of marathons um at that time now now I've moved away from that and I'm as Ali's had, had me whittering on this morning about training plans and so now I'm, I'm working on speed and things but for me I used exercise at that stage in my life yeah uh, uh probably it's a catharsis catharsis cathartic yeah. um process as I was dealing with um the loss of a family member and it was all about money for MND Scotland and um the Irish Most Neuron Disease Association and that was something big that I was doing and it was a massive thing that I was doing I took up a lot of training and and time and effort um but that was kind of one of the stages that I've got to an exercise that I think is very different from other stages that I've been in yeah um like when I started and again obviously I'm somewhere different and if you listen to last week's episode our listeners will know we spoke about evolution of our businesses and I think our fitness journeys have evolved well would be something fair to say yeah I think that's a very valid point uh to the yeah someone actually said to me I've known from when I was 18 he lives in the states and he really wants me to run a half marathon with him and we we run every time we see each other um and if I don't run Michael runs with him but he said to me at, at Christmas actually like when did you get into all of this Al and I was thinking I've been doing this for a very long time but it has certainly evolved the fitness umbrella under that idea but for me yeah it it, I would say it kicked off after the I've always done like bits and pieces and played sport and team sport but after my first boy I don't know did it help with the loneliness maybe I, I felt a little bit in motherhood it kind of got me out and I started to go to a few different mum workout classes and then it, yeah you just fall in I don't know some were mum classes some were boxing and different things but yes yeah, certainly it's evolved for me too yeah I mean I look back I'm just thinking there as you were talking about how you always did sports and always did things like I didn't mm-hmm. I was not like I did Highland dancing as most kids went to did swimming lessons and things but in terms of having confidence to do things that I didn't I didn't have that and I probably only got confidence maybe in my mid-20s and I got confidence in all areas of my life the fitness side of things yeah um but I I shared something on my Facebook this week on the 12 and 12 page and it was by another woman and she's on Facebook and and Instagram I think is Hannah the runner and she shared this this photograph of a hall and she wrote this whole beautiful thing about how she would talk to a child or not even a child, her younger self at PE. And she was saying, talking about how she used to uh, say she had to go to the toilet when it was her turn to do exercise. And you know, when every uh, thing she did to avoid exercise. And yeah. it totally reminded me of when I was at primary school and I had a PE teacher and I don't know if she's still around. I'm sure, you know, it was, it was the nineties. So that was a while ago and attitudes have changed a lot, but I remember her telling me I was probably too heavy for sport. So I should just sit down. Oh, and um, that stuck like forever and the best thing was she said in front of the other girls so these girls were like oh and you know finger pointed so that was it from then on and I didn't I didn't again until um until I was in my uh yeah early 20s I decided I wanted to do a marathon 
and um, because my sister was doing it but I still couldn't really run and in fact I didn't do a marathon until oh gosh my late 20s so that was five years of me mulling over something I wanted to do and then I started going to the gym I, I dipped in and out of the gym sort of throughout university but I was I never had that confidence again yeah um confidence never left but the once I had it that never left me so even after all the children I was like I still knew I wanted to to get back so for me I think it was it became very much a part of myself and maybe a defiance against ever being told that I couldn't do something which you might surprise me that I can be stubborn like that um <laughs> but um, yeah it certainly it was something that was was then part of me and I remember after I had my first child someone said oh well that's because I'd run one marathon no I'd run two marathons sorry fell pregnant with Lachlan and then someone said to me oh well that's your running days over oh yeah I'm sure they thought, did. How people are so funny yeah and so that that was part of me so my return to exercise after I had the boys I don't think it was a a company thing because I was doing long distance running obviously not too soon after the birth of, of each of them but I, but I was by myself a lot so I don't think for me I don't think that was uh looking for company I think it was looking for myself yeah again I always think of you running the Belfast marathon there without headphones I'm like 26 point what four miles of like that is that oh, is point- mental strength so I yeah I can see you wrong love running long distance with a buggy <laughs> whereas I'm like can you shush children so I can hear my podcast so I can hear my music I sang a lot of Peppa Pig to them when they were in that buggy yeah well I was saying today on my uh, well you see now I know this sounds like we're grannies here but whenever my kids were young even Abraham who's three now when he was in the buggy and I was running with him I didn't like you didn't really use your phone, whereas people now can run and have their kids watch, watching something on the phone. <laughs> Instead, I was like trying to just feed them snacks. And you remember those days of all the snacks in the pram stuffed in the back? All the, all the like the cheesy puffs and carrot sticks and the orange powder. Orange oh, powder. Geez. But yeah, I was going to follow on from what you were saying and say um, on today, just on my Instagram stories, I get asked so often about fitness. And because I closed down my Ali Hart's fitness do you see what I did there um, account on Instagram I still I'm just still happy to answer questions so I'd put up a you know ask me anything about fitness and someone said like how do you fit it in and I really think I always played sport but was never the best was never like maybe got on to the well when I was in high school I played on the first netball team but we were high school we weren't exactly top of the league uh, and then when I went to grammar school I played netball in and out of the first and seconds the hockey I was drafted in for the first like whenever someone had broken their ankle or something it was I was never even university but I never felt and I worry that with my kids a wee bit because they are showing signs of talent and whatever and the oldest mm-hmm. one got through to the second stage of this football league which is our football thing I don't know for schools and he didn't get through it after the second stage and he wasn't really bothered but my husband was a bit bothered because he felt like he should get through and I do think having watched him it was I'm surprised that he didn't but I don't want them to feel like you shouldn't take part if you're not the best so I think with fitness what you learn is as your priorities change as you come out of university it's not about I don't know, vanity, or it's it becomes about, as you say, cathartic act, then you learn that it's not about mm-hmm. being the best. It's actually really good to be uncomfortably bad at something. 
it actually is really mm-hmm. good to learn from the bottom up. And I learned that with Ironman training last year. And although I'm not allowed to take part in an Ironman, well, I've started to think maybe because of my heart, I've been told I'm not, but I started to think maybe if I paced myself, they would let me do it. But then I know my, my first thing is that I'll not pace myself. So, but yeah. what I learned through that was I was not a great swimmer this time last year. I was terrible at running until a year and a half ago when I did a half marathon with you and just learned to take mm-hmm. things in my stride. It's, it's really, it's about the mind, isn't it? A mind over just body fitness is definitely encompasses them both. Mm-hmm. I think um, it's, it's one of those things as well is that we, you, you have to know that it's not going to be easy to start with. And I think that's the beauty of fitness. Mm-hmm. And I think for a lot of people, it is really good to do it in group settings. Now, I probably, for my mental well-being, I probably would have been better if I, when I'd started going again, I'd been with other people. Yeah. Um, and my mom was amazing. Like I would run with my mom. And um, with time, I did join a mom's running group. And then I helped set one up as well. So I, for me, and I guess that's part of the journey, is that I learned that I couldn't do it alone or I didn't have to do it alone yeah you know I wasn't being ostracized I wasn't you know I wish maybe say that out loud now maybe perhaps that's what I was doing was just choosing to be by myself and as the years have gone on I have found that um I, I do have some running buddies that they live quite far from me or our schedules are off so I don't see them as much as I would like mm-hmm. but just learning to be with other people and um, so when I was a uh, jog Scotland leader I set up a running group to for, for moms and I was brilliant and I don't know if any of the ladies listen to this but if you do hi um and it was really lovely because they went from not really running to like I remember doing their first 5k and it was brilliant and we I set a route for them and I got bought medals for them and I put banners up and it was just really lovely I think that day only three of them went out but it was just so nice and their faces when they came in and they said like they just couldn't have done it 12 weeks ago and it's just that lovely feeling where you've you've helped them so I mean I was sort of helped in their fitness journey mm-hmm. but they also helped in mine because it helped me see and I think maybe from that is why I started doing some of the group classes that I do and I guess it's our own perspectives and, and Ali and I talk a lot about perspectives and we'll do, definitely do an episode on it in the future yeah but that's how we change what we see and what we maybe what we expect of ourselves too yeah and that leading on from that idea of helping others and helping yourself in the process so for me that the self-acceptance bundle which I people thought Mm -hmm. I was crazy about three years ago, maybe two years ago, I set up two years and I just really wanted to put down this audio, but also these workouts that people, because it just felt Mm -hmm. like it's a way to get to know yourself better and to love yourself more. But in, in putting those work, the little workouts and I did work with the personal trainer to get them all done. And um, the girl that worked for me at the time photographed me doing everything. And it's a really beautiful little bundle. And we had a members group, which I, uh, we di- I dip in and out of, but I, I just, as I've talked about before, I get overwhelmed when I can't keep track of everything. And I didn't want to give that job of being in the members group to someone else. But anyway, that showed me as well that by putting together this self-acceptance bundle with these fitness elements, which again was just another part of me, it it helped me too to understand what it is and why it works for me. And I was going to actually just ask you as well, how do you approach holiday fitness and holiday I know you're recently on holiday yes yeah the bounce back from the holiday um oh do you know I think what do you like during the holiday I I I quite like 
little workouts in hotel rooms. I like doing runs and new routes. Well, I am, I'm still doing my run streak. So I had to maintain that because I'm on day 1,880 something. So I thought I can't stop. I know, isn't that, it's ridiculous. That's what that, (laughs) that's totally ridiculous. But I thought I can't, like I have run through hangovers and vomiting children and sore necks sore back yeah like you know not too many not too many injuries but you know the the odd the odd ache you know work related things so um yeah I don't really do too much more than that because I feel I take away a lot of my time um mom guilt uh, when I'm here doing workouts, you know, the kid, I pick up the kids from school I'm like listen mom needs a quick half hour on the treadmill and mom needs to you know so yeah when we're away I off from that however I don't think I I need that like I just need to have done some sort of exercise each day and the streak I think is helping me maintain that um so it's, it's that it's a habit so, so so for instance the last holiday the first hotel we stayed in had a gym so I was up doing a 5k every day and I was kind of sticking to a plan so I was putting strides in and upping my pace and so on and um, but the next hold the next gym we were at had this really old treadmill I think it was more effort for me just like pushing it with my legs <laughs> have you ever run on a, you know like what the, what's the, oh, the curve machine the curve <laughs> machine in our gym which is it's, yeah and Elijah our 11 year old can now come to the gym with me he did a little course and you I was trying to explain to him like it only moves by you it doesn't move by a machine yeah, yeah. well that's what the treadmill was like in this in the second hotel we were at only it didn't have the the luxury of the angle you know the curve has so the motor was going but it was <laughs> nothing was happening so uh, after that I was like I'm running on the beach here um and then also there was no treadmill so I usually would run around the streets if I'm staying somewhere new or you know because it's nice it gives you a different sense of what's oh, there it's and I lovely. Think when you're, yeah you just see things differently don't you like when I was last over in Belfast and I was you know I just went out for a nice little jolly and then I ran to your house and I ran you know it was it's just really nice I think to see to see things differently yeah and I've learned um, that with the bike I, I've only been cycling over a year but I was in Portugal last year and then I was in um, upstate New York in the mountains and I had the bike out mm-hmm. and it was just, oh, it was, it's a different perspective and again it just feeds that like stimulation in your brain for new things and and being pushing 40 I am like and knowing that adventure is still there and these simple acts but pushing 40 Cecil don't age me as well nearly I'm 37 coming next in April that's mid 30s well 40s on the horizon 40s but yes that idea of being in our mid 30s and being able to (laughs) well the other thing I learned as well with um going on holiday and with the self-acceptance but and with just learning about these different things like doing dipping into yoga dipping into swimming doing the variety was when the kettle's boiling you can do press-ups against the wall or you can do calf raises and things don't have to be this slog that has been a lovely thing for me with fitness learning that you can move and probably you find this with your pilates and your people in your online course would Mm -hmm. see it's not all about these grand, I guess that's life in general. Grand gestures are really the thing that really ignite your fire. It's these little acts, these little movements mm-hmm. every day or these changes that mm-hmm. can shape and mold you. Is that, do you agree with that? Absolutely. It's, it's the consistency. It's the, it's the doing doable things and not making things so massive that we just think I'll never get there. Because as soon as you get that mindset, I think that's when, 
you you won't get there. You have we have to be challenged, I believe, but um, you you need to take small steps. It's like they always say, "How would you eat an elephant?" Mm-hmm. I mean, you wouldn't. You would do it one bite at a time, and it's that idea of just small things every day that make you feel good, and gradually that's what moves on to the bigger and better things. And I think that's not just a fitness, but that's life in general, isn't it? It's all yeah, these daily I'm- habits that. We- I remember you saying after the marathon, or didn't you get a personal best in the in the in the Belfast one? I did, yeah. And it was like you Thanks. said to me, you know, what, and you done thirty or whatever. You were like, it's taken me this long to feel like I want to get a personal best. And you were just talking about that at the start of the podcast, but I think that's so lovely that even though like someone would look at you and think, "Oh my goodness, she just runs a million marathons," it clearly your goal was not to be as I was saying there like the fastest the best whatever it was like that is just what you needed at that time to run a marathon keep running keep supporting charities doing you know and and now that it still ignites your I don't know fire in some way but in a different way it's really cool that just shows you how the simple act of running can still put you on a journey Mm -hmm. and I think personally for me it's now it's gone back so start with exercise was all for me because I'd been told I couldn't do it and you know yeah that's a whole other conversation and then it was very being very public and put myself out there and I'm going to do this and the next year was like now I'm going to do this and the next year I upped the ante even more but that was all very public and for people to see because I had to because I was doing it for the charity yeah and now I'm like bringing it back to me because I've proven that I can run the distances I did and the time that I did um that's not an issue for me anymore um uh, not maybe it never really was but for me that was the one thing I knew I could challenge myself to do for the purposes of, of raising awareness for the disease and now it's more like well okay I know I can do a lot but can I do a lesser amount still a marathon mm-hmm. but you know mm-hmm. comparatively but again it's taken it back for me and I think we need to to do that certainly um talking think about it was women bouncing back from from childbirth say or somebody comes back from injury or someone comes back from holiday and they're carrying the wine they drank every night you yeah. know it's then bringing it back you need it for yourself and that's what's fitness i think while it can be very public and there's loads of things online and fitness models and so on it's bringing it back to ourselves and our own personal well-being definitely that being the core of it yeah, and I, I think I've had to let go of a lot of, so I obviously was on this half marathon training and really felt like this is maybe what I'm going to be doing for the next couple of years. Like I loved it. I loved the swimming. I loved the running. I loved the challenge of it. And then that was just completely full stop whenever my cardiologist said, mm-hmm. no, you no, you know, you're not doing that. And then I went through these tests and I still haven't really got them the results so I'm assuming I'm not dying yet but aren't we all dying um but he that I've had, I felt the journey with my fitness has, has come a little bit full circle as well because I thought I don't need to do it for anybody else now or I don't and it's okay mm-hmm. and it'll find its way out I think it was nice to have a goal and a purpose and I would like to do a half marathon or something but yeah it's it's figuring out how it works for you and whether it's the post holiday change but I was reading a quote yesterday and it was said you know one day off fitness isn't or one day without a workout is not gonna dramatically change your body in the same way one salad won't dramatically change your body like we get so caught up in these instant gratifications and it can just become it can cloud your vision for really the fact that we've got the here and the now you've got air in your lungs I know I'm bringing it right down to the very 
hippy dippy, but mm-hmm. it's true. Like I was swimming yesterday and wasn't like very fast, whatever. And then a guy um, got into the pool who um, wears a, a life jacket and he was walking up and down. He's in therapy. And I thought, you know, like everyone is at their own stages and we were chatting and doing whatever. And water, I thought as well, is such a simple tool or simple like you know you've no weight in your body which is so great whenever you're doing sorry I'm maybe going off on a bit of a tangent but you know there's so many different ways to tap into fitness is what I'm trying to say yeah and it, yeah it's the small things it's the big things it's it's all the things that we do day to day I think is just so so um vital and 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 making sure like we're talking about my run streak and sometimes I feel a bit of a hypocrite because I'm you're, you're saying you know one missing one workout won't make a big difference and I'm like yeah totally but here's me has, haven't stopped running crazy runs every day it's just like a it's a cool habit as you said yeah yeah but so I'm, I'm aware of my <laughs> aware of my hypocrisy sometimes because I have had friends say to me you know a rest day is good and da, 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 da. or one of my friends said to me the other week you know you're not a professional and I thought how dare you <laughs> and I don't know why it riled me so so much but um it uh Whereas when I was training for the half iron man and I wanted to like you know be in the competitive program Claire was ever supportive for that she was like just get it done just get it done <laughs> so you're the right well, person I, I to speak to whenever you want to be motivated <laughs> I think um but it's it's your your mindset though and I think you would have if you'd continued with that training plan you'd have either totally succeeded or at some point you'd have gone do you know what I'm dialing it back because you know yourself so well and I think that's such a vital part of fitness is that whether we know our bodies and we know when to stop and not keeping up with what your mate can do or what yeah. some beautiful tanned woman on Instagram can do or how heavy someone's lifting you know yeah, it has like... to be about you it has to be about you um so what about our book did you did you have you started on it you just wanted to tap in not judge it because like I am clearly the bad the worst reader out of the two of us um you're the best reader because I still haven't, <laughs> haven't found my copy so that's okay well I yeah. basically just read the opening and it probably ties in quite well with the just you know the idea of fitness and self-worth and the opening really of this lean in book by Sheryl Sandberg is really cool because she is saying I am not you know uh, necessarily a novelist or someone who writes books I'm not a professor in this but I am a female who recognizes that we need change and every person's voice is uh, powerful in their own way so there's that idea of little actions so that's that's where I've got to with it it sounds like it's going to be um, a really good read. Yeah, I think so it I'm, is. I am looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah I think my, my perception from what I've gathered from what other people have said, it wasn't as um, maybe welcoming is the word I'm thinking of from that introduction. You know, I, I was, I'd heard it was a bit more, well, you know, women should be able to do everything. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be that way but at all. But I think all, that's so. why we want to do it. We want to read it is so we can get a real feel of whether that, sits with us well or not or with our listeners yeah and our own opinions on it too because it's really easy to listen to somebody else's opinion especially on books and articles you know someone says oh it's like this and you read it and you go oh yeah so So what have you learned have you learned anything this week um this week i learned that um it's really important that you go and 
check if you're going to walk into some black ice or not. <laughs> I knew that and was going to be probably yours. Also, probably also learn the value of arnica cream. Judging by the way I'm sitting on the floor just now, I think I'm going to need some. Yeah. On the old tooth. <laughs> brilliant what about you Annie? yeah well uh, similar to the ice thing we have uh, ice here well we had snow and <clears throat> I definitely underestimated that my car would freeze while I was in the gym this morning so I've learned that you should probably give yourself enough time on a day when it's freezing to get your car really defrosted after the gym to come home to let your husband go to work that's what I learned yeah we had similar this oh I sent you a photo didn't I as I got in the cards being hollering at the kids get your shoes on get your jackets on wear your gloves we got in the car and oh yeah I hadn't heated the car up I know I know it's a classic what is a classic well that is good good talk about that on our fitness we love it we could talk about it all day and I think we can conclude it it's a personal journey and start small personal yeah start small keep it to you and um share with friends when when you need to yeah and definitely your pilates course if people are interested in that my self-acceptance bundle um maybe we should do like a no i don't want to go to go off it's going to say we should do a, a live pilates with claire sometime that's a whole other level sorry claire putting you on the spot there uh, no no pressure i mean <laughs> we could do maybe maybe top that's what we do that's what we'll do brilliant brilliant we'll, well thank you everybody okay. for listening Yes, thank you so much. And thank you so much to everyone for getting in touch as well. Ali and I have both had people sort of messaging us sort of independently and I've bumped into people that have said they're really enjoying listening and that really means a lot to us. And it's like amazing to see how, you know, how many people are listening now and how going. And like we said last week, we, we do get a bit nervous every time we come on now. Yeah, um, which is ridiculous. Real. You know. But it's, it's one of those things. So we really appreciate it. And if anybody wants to get in touch, you can do on Instagram. We are Voice Notes Podcast. Yep. You can email, email us at voicenotesthepodcast at gmail.com. And our website is voicenotespodcast.com. Brilliant. Um, and we also have this function where people can send us voice notes themselves. Um, I know. I'll put the link. So exciting. Note. So if you have anything you want to contribute or you want to talk to us about, um, nothing rude, please. Um, <laughs> do or maybe rude if you think we'll if you think we'll appreciate it. Um, but we're quite highbrow. We are highbrow. But yeah, that's been a really cool part of this podcast. So I can't wait to share that with you. So keep listening so you can hear in for that. And um, have a great day, whatever you're doing. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.